Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's GW Gross, the heartthrob. I'm here to tell you about DraftKings.com. Your season-long fantasy football lineup is locked in and ready for action, but you don't have to wait until week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test starting Sunday at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where you could kick the season off by winning $2 million. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. That's crazy. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want, and turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. Pretty easy. You've never experienced football like this. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to big time. Guys, listen. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SPREAKER to play for free for a shot at a part of winning $10 million in Sunday's Millionaire Maker event. Enter SPREAKER, that's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, for a free entry now, only at DraftKings.com. Remember, that's DraftKings.com. The NTSC Sports Radio Network, in conjunction with the Happy Hour Network, bring you the Chief Stanley Sports Hour, a.k.a. the only hour that matters, with your host, G.W. Cross, the heartthrob, and the future of all sports media, Joe Weecher. Bear with us. That's right. We're back. It's me, the heartthrob GW Gross. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, G-E-E-S-T-E-L-I-O. And I am here because it's football season, and I'm here, and I'm assisted by none other than the future of all sports media, Mr. Joe Weidra. How you feeling, Joseph? Gee, I'm doing good. I love the new intros. By the way, you sound great reading promos. It's like a, I mean, maybe that's your future reading promos. I think that's awesome. But you know, we really, really appreciate you having me back. It's fun. You know, you know it's football season when we're on the air again. So I'm really excited to break it down with you again. And I believe this is year three. So pretty stoked. Yeah, man, that is all. Um, yeah, as you heard, we're running a promo with DraftKings.com. Shout out to them. Have you done any fantasy football, Joe? Are you into that stuff or not? Oh, yeah, I'm a big fantasy guy. I've done my two drafts. I don't really like more than any, you know, any more than two drafts because I feel like when you're in more than two leagues, it's like, okay, you're starting Peyton Manning in one league and you're playing against him in another. It just really frustrates me. So what I try to do is I try to go with, like, two leagues and pick kind of the same players, even if I'm reaching a little bit. I don't know. It's just more fun for me than having to set five or six lineups and having to root four and against guys. It just It doesn't make sense for me to do any more than two. But, yeah, definitely doing two uh, fantasy football huge part of the sport now. You gotta gotta love it. Yeah, the, I, I go the total opposite of route of you because I love it and I overdo it and I'm in five leagues this year. And and I I realized the key when you're in five leagues is is you set your lineup on Thursday, 
And don't think about it until Sunday afternoon because Sunday afternoon you got to see who's not going to play last minute or whatever. Set your lineup again and don't think about it. That's all it is. Just don't think about it. And if you win, you win. If not, whatever. That, but that, that, that's the way I've been doing it. I'm pretty much 50-50 in all my fantasy leagues, so I'm not a guru or nothing like that. But that, that's just the way I do it. And for me, I think I just like the draft itself. I just like the power of being a general manager, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, I read the sign the other day. It says fantasy football is just a reminder that I'm not even good at sports in my fantasy. So that's pretty much how it sums up for me. It's like I, I can't even construct a fantasy sports team, nevertheless play sports. So I feel like it's kind of an outlet for all of us people who uh, fail, maybe failed at sports, get a little uh, fantasy football in. Hopefully you can <laughs> succeed with that. But most of the time, it's uh, for me, it's, it's just unneeded stress during the year. So I try to just kind of like do it and be done with it. And then on Monday morning, it's like, oh, yeah, I either won or lost. Because it's definitely something that if I get over-engaged in, it's, it's just no good. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I get over-engaged and wait too much as it is. Um, but, 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 me and Joe, uh, we like doing, we like spending the first half on college football, second half on pro. But um, I want to do a little different over here because I want to get your opinion because we finally get to put a bow on this whole thing, apparently, with Tom Brady and the Flategate. I just want to know what your opinion was when it came down that the judge overruled Roger Goodell and Tom Brady will be starting Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, man, it's kind of crazy that we end the year talking about this and then we get to start a year talking about it. It's like, what a story <laughs> this has been. But at the end of the day, you know what? It, it, it held up. And, and the point of this is, you know, Roger Goodell probably not looking the best right now, especially maybe with the ESPN report coming out today. But at the end of the day, there just wasn't enough. And I think that that kind of came out to be the factor of, you know what, maybe in the, in the court of public opinion, Brady will never be innocent. It's just the truth. I mean, if you're not a Patriots fan, you're not from New England, you don't like the Patriots, you don't like Tom Brady, and you think he's a cheater. And I think that that's something that, that's – going to go around the NFL that if you're not a Patriots fan, you don't like Tom Brady. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's any denying that Roger Goodell and company maybe jumped the gun a little bit on the suspension. Maybe not as much evidence as anybody thought there was. And I think it's a good thing. Look, it's good for the NFL that Brady's playing. It's good for this Thursday night kickoff game that he's playing. And at the end of the day, the, the, the move was made. And it's nice to be able to just move on knowing that it's probably the right thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually I'm one of the few Roger Goodell fans, and I'm one of the few Tom Brady fans that doesn't live in Boston, you know. But I, 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 I kind of thought the whole thing was overblown, so to speak, and I, I'm just glad to see it over. Uh, and and you, you want to see Brady opening day against Pittsburgh Steelers, you know? You, you don't want to see Garoppolo like 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 pretty much thumb his way through the through the nerves of an opening well, opening week. You know, you, you kind of want to see Brady there. You want to see Brady versus Roethlisberger. You want to see two great franchises play against each other open season. So I'm all about that. Um, before we get into any more pro, though, we've got to do college. And, Joe, you know when we do college, we got to do that one thing, right? Oh, oh we got to do. Go. Yeah. But here we go for the college football box. You want to make money this weekend, right? <laughs> okay. It's now time for the Heartthrobs College all right, this week I'm going to start off, Joe, with Boise State. Boise State, the two-and-a-half-point favorite over BYU. I'm leaning on the fact that BYU is still one of the more un- undisciplined programs in the nation, and the line being a two-and-a-half is too easy for me to just it's, – it's, it's way too easy for me to take Boise right now. Boise can move the ball. And if BYU is going to play on this blending and give them the yards, it's just going to be harder for BYU to keep up. 
Oh, I, I know BYU has that running back that I'm sure you, you, you remember his last name because I don't. <laughs> and, and I know he was dealing with injury last year, but I just think Boise is a complete team. Boise has kind of become automatic as, a, as an offense year in, year out in college football now. Well, oddly enough, they only beat Washington by three points and actually moved up two spots in the AP ranking. So it says a lot about the kind of team that Boise State is and the outlook we should have for them. As far as BYU, obviously losing Taysom Hill for the year is devastating. And I think that, you know, as much as Tanner Magnum may get credit for that Hail Mary throw, and, and it was fun. Look, that game against Nebraska last week, that was a lot of fun to watch. But at the end of the day, BYU isn't as good of a team as Boise State. I, I don't, look, I don't think Boise State is – is really a top 25 team. I don't believe in them that much. They squeaked by against Washington, didn't score in the second half. So I'm not not here saying that Boise State is that great team, but they're certainly good enough to beat BYU in this one, Magnum's first start of the year. If Taysom Hill is in this game, it's a different story. But for now, I think Boise has it locked up. And my next college football lock is Western Michigan, minus four and a half at Georgia Southern. Western Michigan lost 37-24 against a Michigan State team that was kind of sleepwalking to most of that game. Um, I, I, I give it to Western Michigan quarterback Zach Terrell. Um, he, he played against he, he's playing against the easier defense this week. Michigan State is one of the one of the best nations one of the best in the nation in defense, especially against running the ball against them. And, and it kept Western Michigan one-dimensional. Even then, Terrell completed 33 of, what, 50? 365, I think. 33 for 50 or 51. forgot what it was. But he looked pretty good. He threw two picks. But like I said, you're going against – his team is inferior to a much, much superior Michigan State. I really like Western Michigan minus four and a half over Georgia Cup. Yeah, that first week, a great showing for Western Michigan. Even with the loss, they played MSU tight. Really impressive game. You mentioned Zach Terrell, 365 yards. He had a great game. And he's got two of those big receivers, Daniel Braverman and Corey Davis. Both went over uh, double-digit catches, also over 100 yards. So he's got some targets there. Western Michigan did not play terribly on defense. They played stout at times when they needed to. It's just the five-team in the nation against Western Michigan. But, hey, for that kind of game, they played well. On the Georgia Southern side, really not much to talk about. 44 to nothing lost last week against West Virginia. Quarterback Savian Upshaw. Two for 13 and four interceptions. That pretty much tells you Yikes. all you need to know about this one. I also like Western Michigan. Yeah, that's that's really bad. <laughs> I'm say, yeah. Western Michigan, they, they, they almost had like, like two kick returns back to back on their end. So, I mean, the special teams on Western Michigan, I think you got to look out for it too. Um, Eastern Carolina, uh, plus 20 at Florida. This one's a bit of a stretch for me. Everybody wants Florida to get back to dominance. And although Eastern Carolina lost their one-two punch at quarterback wide receiver, I still got to believe this is a good program. And being blown out by this Florida team is something I don't see. I know East Carolina struggled a bit against Towson. Even then, I, you know, Eastern Carolina, ever since they became a real program, Joe, they always get up for these games against bigger programs. They always traditionally get up for these games. I know this is a down year for Eastern Carolina, but I'm, I don't think people should sleep out. I think plus 20 is a lot for giving to this Florida team. Yeah, plus 20 is a lot, and everybody's going to jump on the Florida bandwagon. They scored, what, 61 points last week. But, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think this is closer than a lot of people think. I'm, I'm torn. I think Florida could win this game by a large margin, or it could be close. I don't think ECU runs the table and, and really wipes the floor with Florida at all. I think if any way it's going to go in Florida's mm-hmm. position. And the only reason I say that is because I do – this is one of those odd situations where I kind of like that two-quarterback duo with Will Greer and Treon Harris. It's just something different to watch, and I think it works well for them. Both quarterbacks did great last week. So I like Florida. I think 20 is, is a good number to put it at right now. 
Um, you got to remember, and I looked this up today, and it was pretty incredible. They completed between uh, Greer and Harris completed the pass a pass to fourteen different receivers. So they have the options, they have the weapons, and I think that ECU, you're playing tight against Towson, you're going to have a tough time against Florida and uh, and the weapons this offense has. So I like Florida, and for fun, I'll take the you know the twenty points. But it should be a good game. ECU, if they can keep it close, third or fourth quarter, maybe have a chance. And, uh, and I know last year you and me were not fans of Florida whatsoever. Uh, how no, many wins no. did you get Florida this year? Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's tricky because if, if they played like they did last week and they come back with a nice performance, the schedule is not all that difficult. I can easily see, I mean, an easy seven, eight wins. I think they eclipse that. I'm with you. I say about eight wins Florida. I mean, I, I think they beat Eastern Carolina, but I think 20 is just a lot. Um, and my last lock of the week, Clemson, minus 17 versus Appalachian State. I think quarterback Deshaun Watson is a stud. Simply put, I just can't see Appalachian State running with Clemson's offense four quarters. I think I think Clemson will score and score quickly and score off. If they want to be considered a serious threat this year, they must take care of opponents up like Appalachian State. They, they can't let opponents like Appalachian State stay around even for the first quarter. Like I, I kind of see this one being like a 49-14 win for Clemson. There's no reason why Clemson doesn't blow out Appalachian State. Yeah, well, I mean, we can look at the Appalachian State schedule and say, hey, they had a 49 to nothing win in week one. And then you look at the opponent and you say that it's Howard University. Gee, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know Howard University had a football team. I, I had to double-check that. I literally <laughs> had to Google, Google Howard football team because I literally had, you know, I mean, that, that says a lot. You can say 49 to nothing, but at the end of the day, Clemson looked really good against Wofford last week. Even with the Mike Williams injury, the neck injury, they still have so many playmakers on that offense. Like you said, Deshaun Watson, so good. Artavis Scott, uh-huh. just, just so much on that offense that, you know, App State's not running into Howard this week. They're facing a legitimate opponent in Clemson, and I think Clemson easily wins this one. All right, so those are my locks of the week. And let's stick with college football for another five, ten minutes. Um, I want to go to the Big Ten real quick. What was up with my Penn State losing to Temple the way they did, man? That, like, I was watching that game. I'm at a barbecue. I, I got Sling TV, the app on my phone, so I'm being totally rude, watching Penn State in the middle of this barbecue, and I'm flipping out. And I'm like, how are we not handling Temple? Like, this is supposed to be a year where, where, where Coach Franklin and Penn State were supposed to at least get the eight wins fairly easy. And losing to Temple, that, that just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I tell you what, I mean, I was watching this one, and, and I wanted to watch Christian Hackenberg. I really did. That was my primary focus for this game. You know how much I love the NFL draft, so I'm saying, okay, let's watch Christian Hackenberg week one against Temple. You've got all this time to prepare. Should be in good shape. Look, the offensive line didn't help him one bit. I'm going to throw that out there first and just say that offensive line still looks really rough, and credit to Temple's defense. They knew how to exploit it. But I think, you know, there comes a time where when, you, when you're watching this tape of Hackenberg, you kind of realize that maybe he's not – maybe he's not – and I don't want to say experience because, look, he's a great quarterback and he's had a lot of success. But I'm not so sure he's as savvy as avoiding the rush as many like to believe and as many like to believe that top-level quarterbacks should be. Yes, he got sacked ten times, and, and that's not his fault. But there comes a point where you kind of got to look at it and say, okay, you got sacked ten times, but can you make better decisions to avoid – the second and 17, the third and 19, the third and 12. At some point, you have to say on second and five, second and six, 
you just got to chuck the ball to the sidelines and realize that that's the better option than getting sacked. And I, I'm just not so sure that Christian Hackenberg really knows how to avoid that pressure and even check at the line. Look, very intelligent kid. Obviously, the skills are tremendous. But he needs to get better mentally as far as his game of not, not just avoiding the rush, but setting himself up in a better situation. So credit to Temple. They got some top 25 votes this week. Uh, that's kind of a fun story to watch, but definitely concerning for Penn State's offense. That was embarrassing. Um, and keeping it with Big Ten quarterbacks, looks like Ohio State has the total opposite problem of Penn State. Looks like it doesn't matter who they throw on the field, even doesn't matter who they throw on at, at any position. <laughs> it looks like Ohio State is just stacked. Um, I, I, I actually think that, that uh, Jones was, uh, was the most least impressive out of all those Ohio State guys. I, I, think, I think Ezekiel's got Heisman candidate. And not for nothing, if Braxton Miller plays receiver like that, he'll be a Heisman candidate. I, I think Cardinal Jones was probably the least disappointing. Uh, I mean, was the least impressive out of that group. But still, it's early, and he's a hyper kid, he's an emotional kid, and they'll get it all together. Ohio State is just, I mean, I, you got to believe they're going to be ranked number one the whole year. Yeah, that's the clear number one team. And they played a Virginia Tech team that defense actually played very well in the beginning of the game. I mean, they were swarming. Mm -hmm. They were getting after Cardell Jones. They really looked good. And I think that the Virginia Tech team is a good team. Obviously, the injury to Michael Brewer hurts them a little bit, the quarterback. But, look, Virginia Tech is no run-of-the-mill kind of, you know, your bi-week opponent, as we like to call them. And I think Ohio State played a tremendous game, essentially, without using Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, if you think about it, Elliott didn't get the, nearly the amount of touches that he could have, especially in the first half. Yeah. They, they won that game by just doing their thing. And, hey, Braxton Miller, all of a sudden, he, he's put himself in that situation for the NFL draft. I mean, after one game, I know that's crazy to say, but how can you deny it after what you saw last night? I, I, you know, it's funny. Everybody goes to his spin move, which was amazing, that spin move for the 50-yard touchdown run. But his first reception, he made like a diving Oh, that was great. It, it was beautiful. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, he's an athlete. Like, Braxton Miller's the kind of guy, he's going to get drafted because some coach is going to have to use this guy right. But Ohio State is just, I, 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 don't, I don't know how you beat a team like that that's rolling on all cylinders. The last team I want to talk about from the Big Ten, um, surprisingly, not Minnesota. I want to talk about Michigan because I, 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 how many years do you give Jim Harbaugh with Michigan? I actually thought playing against Utah. Was was a good was a good challenge for them. Utah stout defensively. They're they're a pretty blue collar team. I thought that was the right team from Michigan to play against, even though they lost. Um, I, I still think Harbaugh gets two years, but before he gives Ohio State a run for their money, though, maybe even three years. So Ohio State's so far ahead of the curve. Yeah, I think that's a great test for Michigan. And look, I mean, it's a loss, but at the end of the day, it's a step in the right direction for Michigan. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is clearly the guy for the future there. Has some struggles on offense, obviously. But, look, Harbaugh's doing a very good job with that program, and you can see it already. I think that things are starting to turn around. You can say, yeah, they lost in week one, but Utah is no slouch. That's a very good football team who put together, who put out a lot of good players this year. They're a great team. Michigan just, hey, it's a tough game in week one. You've you got to give them that. And you, at some point, you have to say, okay, give credit to Utah. You saw some good things on the Michigan side and move on. So, I like Michigan a lot. I like where they're heading. I think Harbaugh is a fantastic college coach, and, you know, when it's all said and done, that's going to be a really good team, and I think Harbaugh's got them steered in the right direction. Well, what stood out for you this um, last week? What stood out? Yeah, what stood out for you last week with all the games, the highlights, whatever happened? 
You know, for, I think for, that for, for, for me, for me, it was honestly, for me, it was honestly Notre Dame just blowing out Texas. I mean, I thought Notre Dame would win, but they just handled and manhandled Texas. I thought that was more of a surprise for me. Yeah, I tell you, Malik Zaire, the quarterback, looks fantastic. I mean, you talk about Everett Golson mm-hmm. and the transfer to Florida State, but Zaire looked absolutely fantastic. He has a lot of weapons on that offense. They're sneaky fat, too. That, that's fun. But a team that I love to watch is Texas A&M. I mean, that, that, was, that was a fun game to watch against Arizona State. Arizona State, I believe they're ranked 15, not even in the top 25 this week, just because how bad Texas A&M made them look. I mean, that could be a legitimate team that we're watching, climbing up the rankings slowly but surely. I guess it's early to say, but it could be a team to watch. That was fun. Uh, I kind of like the fact that Kansas is still going to be the whipping boy this year in Division yeah. I football. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what happened to Kansas over the last four or five years, but they're just terrible. Like they, they really shouldn't even suit up a team. They were struggling against South Dakota State. I was watching some of that game. It's a joke, Kansas football at this point. Yeah, and, and i tell you what. I, I want to give a shout-out to the Charlotte Knights. First FBS game they played – Against Georgia State, got a, I believe it was, yeah, it was Georgia State, right? Yeah, yeah Georgia State. Got a State, first yep. win in Charlotte's FBS history. That's a good little program there starting up. They got former uh, top NFL draft pick, Aaron Curry. He was, I think, the 08, 09 draft uh, came out and just kind of, he was one of those NFL first-round duds, but he's coaching there on the defensive side of the ball. That's a really good program, so shout-out to Charlotte. Yeah, but Georgia State, I think, is only, what, five years into their Division One football program? You know, Georgia State yeah, relatively good. still up. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's still a young program itself. Um, all right, so, so so this week, this weekend, I should say, uh, what are you looking forward to this weekend with the games coming up? I think there are a lot of good ones. We have a really actually solid slate of games off Saturday. You look at a 12 o'clock, uh, you, have, you have a lot of games. I'm just going to be that guy and jump to the game of the night because that's what I'm going to do here in Michigan State and Oregon. I love <laughs> both of those teams. I think that – it's so cliche to say that, you know, the 8 o'clock game on ABC is the one we're watching, but let's be honest, that is the game we're watching. I mean, five against seven, Michigan State. Connor Cook really needs to get back on track. Not a great showing last week, yeah. like we just talked about, against Western Michigan. Should be a good game for him, a good matchup against Oregon, but that Oregon offense also electric. So I think Michigan State-Oregon definitely the game that stands out. I'm actually looking at um, the Tennessee-Oklahoma game. You know me, I'm a huge Bush yeah, Jones fan. Uh yeah, Tennessee had a big win last week against Bowling Green. I actually like Bowling Green in the MAC conference as well. So the, it, it's not like that they played one of the bad teams in the MAC. I, I think Bowling Green has enough to win the MAC, you know, this year. But um, and it, it, they went, they handled Bowling Green. I, I, I just like what they have. I like what they have at the running back position. I like what they have on defense. I, I think this is a team that is on the cusp, but they need wins like against Oklahoma. They, they need a couple of those big SEC wins for people to take them seriously. I think this is a big step for – I know Oklahoma is not the team that we all – well, you, you and me are realistic with Oklahoma. But a lot of people, they want to take Oklahoma yeah. year in, year out, but they're still the name. They're still the brand, Oklahoma Sooners. This will be a huge win for this program on Saturday. Yeah, you just uh, – I mean, I tell you what, dude, all football things aside, you just wanted to throw this game in there to make some kind of a connection to Katy Perry. We all know the Trevor Knight situation last year with Katy Perry, <laughs> call his number. You just wanted to get your girl Katy Perry some some kind of, not a reference in this, but just you wanted to sneak her in some way. So you had to mention Oklahoma, Trevor Knight. I get it. I love Katy Perry too, but I'm just letting everybody know that's the real reason we're analyzing this game. There is no, there is, there's never a wrong reason to bring up Katy Perry. Never a wrong reason to bring up Katy Perry. <laughs> Amen. Never. Um, uh, I'm looking uh, uh, on the slate. 
looking around real quick. Uh, Notre Dame, Virginia. I actually think Virginia's going to hang with Notre Dame a little bit. Virginia got a good defense. I don't think it's going to be as easy for Notre Dame this week, but I think Notre Dame wins that. Um, what's the other one I saw? Yeah, for some reason I saw the spread. Michigan is a 15-and-a-half point favorite against Oregon State. I know wow. it's not the big house, but I don't – 15-and-a-half, I don't see it. Oregon State traditionally, they run the ball hard. They, and even in their bad years, they still can put up 30 points a game. So I don't know about that one, really. I think, I think people are – I think the bookies just know people love Harbaugh and they're putting up a 15-pointer against a so-so team. I think Oregon State, Oregon State can beat them. I mean, I don't know why it's a 15-point favorite over there. Yeah, that's kind of an odd spread. I think that Oregon State, I will say this, though. They, I remember I was a little researching today. They they only beat, like, some small school team, like 26-7, to 7, and I'm going to try to pull it up as mm-hmm. I'm talking. But, you know, Michigan, not a bad team. Like I said, I, I love where they're going. I think that Harbaugh has the right track. But Oregon State isn't a slouch. I mean, the score last week – yeah. Uh, represent exactly what they did, but that's a good program that that brings in some recruits. It was Weber State, okay, I got it. Thank you, uh, Apple Mac. Weber. It was twenty six, twenty seven. Weber State. So another school that I couldn't even tell you they had a football program. So that's just again, just a little highlight on that one. But no, I mean, I, look, Oregon State. They're no slaps. I, I I would find it hard to believe that any major program like that you get a fifteen point spread in that game. So that's a little, a little curious. And the, and the other night game is uh, LSU Mississippi State. Um, whenever you have two, two, two um, pretty much like like tough nosed teams like this, it's going to be a low scoring game. But Mississippi State, like for some reason, whenever you know it's going to be a low scoring game, Mississippi State last year, like like you, you saw Dak Prescott kind of coming to his own. He he loves these he loves these big moments. Dak Dak, Dak I always want to say Zach Prescott. Dak Prescott, you know, he loves these big moments. You know, he's going against a really tough defense at LSU. LSU has that running back whose name I can't pronounce. Is it Fournette? Fournette? Leonard Fournette. I can't pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah, Fournette. Yeah, he's amazing. So, I, I think I think that that could be a game to watch, too. That's a 9-15 card time, though. So, it's collapsing with that Oregon-Michigan State game. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's that's it. But you have to also remember that LSU didn't play last week. They got rained out against McNeese State. So how does that affect them coming into that game? That's something that's going to be something to watch. Also, you bring up a time issue, so I'm just going to play on the board. I texted you this earlier. What in the world is, is Oklahoma and Tennessee doing at 6 p.m. on my Saturday afternoon into the night? That's the worst time for a football game that could be. And you have one of the best games of the weekend, Tennessee against yes. Oklahoma. At 6 p.m., what great college football game has ever started at 6 p.m.? And I just I, – I don't like it. That's my gripe for the week. Maybe we can make that like an audio drop or something, like gripe for the week. But that's my gripe for the week. You 6 p.m., what's up with that? You want me to get you music, you get you music for that? Your gripe yeah, for the week. Yeah, you know, it's you Joe's gripe for the week. And, and, and that's my first gripe for the week. 6 p.m., really? That, that's bad. <laughs> You're right. Though. I mean, the way I'm looking, see, I'm a psycho because you know me. I'm betting on a million things at once, so uh, I'm usually flipping back and forth, flipping back and forth anyway. But you're right though, because that that six and seven o'clock hour is usually my time. Stretch out. I go outside, get exactly. something to eat, <laughs> come back. You know, I, I I apologize to my girlfriend for not betting all of Saturday, and I'm not going to spend another Sunday with her. You know, I use those two hours. I use those two hours to my advantage to eat, you know, calm down the forces around me, you know, but you're right. Six o'clock start time, especially for that game. Like, it, like it, it, if it was going to be Temple, Cincinnati at six o'clock, nobody's going to care. 
you know, but right. you're talking about uh, about Tennessee and Oklahoma. It is a two big programs, you know, playing at six. But I'll be watching it. You know, they, they're gonna ruin my they're gonna ruin my dinner, but I'll watch. It, you know, but um, but um, me and Joe are gonna take a short break right now. We will return with all NFL talk once again. I want to give you my last forty state minus two and a half over BYU, Western Michigan minus four and a half at Georgia Southern, Eastern Carolina plus twenty at Florida. I'm losing that one. And Clemson, minus 17 versus Appalachian State. Me and Joe Regan will be right back. Bear with us. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. And we're back. Shout out to Kyle Nash giving that NGSC Sports drop right there. Me and Joe Weed are going to break down our predictions. Whoa, I almost ripped off my headphones just now, Joe. Like, you know, you wear your, your, your iPhone headphone jack and it totally got caught up. <laughs> You're just getting excited. I know it's week one. It's week one. You're pumped up. We just got to pace ourselves here, though. It's almost here. I almost jacked my neck off right now because it got close to my phone, to my, uh, my, my arms here, and just got my head almost went backwards. I'm mess right now. But whatever. It's live radio, and that's how we roll. We're going to break down our predictions, go to a quick um, DraftKings drop, and then go to this week's predictions. All right, Joe. Let's go. NFC East, Dallas, New York Giants, Philly, and Washington. Who you got in first place and why? Start me with the NFC East. For me, it's going to be two 12-12 teams. I got the Eagles and the Cowboys both slated to 12-12. Absolutely love the Philadelphia Eagles this year. I think Chip Kelly finally has his, his team, his offense. So I, I really like the Eagles to win this division. I'm with you. I got Dallas 1, Eagles 2. It's easy to put Washington. The bottom of the barrel is just terrible. You know, but uh, I, I'm with you. I, I got I got high expectations for Dallas this year. There, there, there's no reason why that offense should take a drop because DeMarco Murray is there. Um, and, and, and that's what I think. I think they got. I, I think them not signing Murray was smart because Murray had a history of injuries before he got into the pros. Had a history of injuries while he was in the pros. And last year just happened to be the year that he popped off. You know, he's not going to duplicate that ever again. They ran him to the ground. I I, I think they're doing it right, having a committee of running backs behind the best offensive line of football. I'm with you. Uh, the, the, the Giants, what do you see with them? I see like a seven-win season for the Giants. Yeah, I got them an eight and eight. I just don't think that that's a team that's really going to do anything star-powered this year. And they're really in a tough division with Dallas and now Philly. That's four games where you can almost peg in yeah, a one-and-three record, if not 0-4. Oh I just don't love what they have. Uh, injuries still tricky on the offense. Uh, the defense has improved. I, I just don't think that they put everything together to go any more than eight and eight. And, and they still really don't have any safety. They just got some. They, they released Stevie Brown, which shocked me. I think Stevie Brown's a pretty good safety, and he went he went there after Houston released him, and he didn't make the team. But the way it goes. Uh, let's go to the NFC North, my favorite division, where you got Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota. Who you got in this one, Joe? I can tell you I don't have the Chicago Bears. I, I apologize to you there. They're, they're definitely at the bottom of my uh, list. But actually, right now, i got three teams over 10 wins, so maybe I'll have to adjust that a little bit. But i got the Packers 11-5, and five, the Lions at 10-6, and six, and the Vikings at 10-6. and six. I believe in both the Lions and the Vikings this year. I think the Lions 
have gotten extremely better on offense, and then Golden Tate's prime for a breakout year. And on the defensive side of the ball, they did get rid of Ndamukong Sue, but they have improved sneakily, and, and they've made some moves. I like the Lions this year. I love, absolutely love the Vikings. Their defense is much improved. That offense, you have new weapons in Charles Johnson. I think Teddy Bridgewater gets better. So I think that that top of the NFC North is going to be fun. I had the Packers winning it, and then, uh, you know, down there, a little at the bottom, you got the Bears at like five and eleven. I actually, I actually don't have faith in Detroit this year at all because they they they, they, they lost they lost fairly as well at two, and and, and it, 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 they, they ended up getting um Haloti Nada who's, who's your boy. But you know what though, there's something about about teams like the Ravens when they're able to part with a player like like Nada, you kind of just. Yeah, I, I'm the kind of guy who believes that the Ravens, Steelers, the Patriots, when they let go of those high-profile guys or they don't try to re-sign them or something, something's wrong. Either, either the, the Ravens see he doesn't have it anymore because he's, he's the kind of guy you kind of consider with a light for almost with the Ravens at, at that certain point. So, I, I don't know. I think Detroit and Chicago are just bad teams. You know, I, um, and then you got Green Bay and Minnesota up top. I think Minnesota – a year or two from now is going to be the, the, the cream of the crop in NFC North, where it's still Green Day as of now. They have the best – they have a top three head coach. You know, it doesn't matter what receiver is injured because there's always next man up in Green Bay. Um, NFC South, Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, Tampa. Last year, this division was crap, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be as bad, but I don't think anybody gets over 10 wins. I think I got the Falcons at 9-7 and seven right now. I have the Saints and Buccaneers both at 8-8. Eight and eight. I think the Bucks take a big step forward. And then Carolina down there at 6-10. and 10. Just don't like them at all this year. I know they got the playoffs yeah. last year, but they still don't have a receiver. And Philly Brown is not the guy, no matter how much you know Carolina fans want to believe in him. The running game I still don't believe in. I know it's just Jonathan Stewart now, but what has Jonathan Stewart done for you, not just lately, but ever as a starting running back? I know the defense is good, but they're not as good. I just don't like them this year. I got them around six and ten, seven and nine. I think the Buccaneers easily, uh, you know, kind of take to, to take a next. I don't want to say the, the jump yet because they're still a couple years away, but I think they get to eight and eight. Uh, I, I think New Orleans changing up their offense right now, or so it looks like they're going to change up their offense. They're going to be more of a. They're going to run the ball at least a little bit more now. I think that's a smart move for them. Um, I'm with you on Carolina. I love Cam Newton, but still, he has no team. Jonathan Stewart has never been the answer. Tampa Bay, I'm still kind of lukewarm on. Um, and Atlanta, I'm just picking Atlanta for the sake of Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. I have really no other reason to pick the Atlanta Falcons except their defense can't be as bad as last year. I mean, that's pretty much why. You know, right. I, their defense just can't be as bad as last year. So I'm giving Atlanta, I'm giving Atlanta the edge over there. I still think eight wins might be able to win the division. So, yeah, I give Atlanta, though, then New Orleans, and then it really doesn't matter between Tampa Bay and Carolina. NFC West, they used to be really, really impressive. Now the San Francisco thinks, who do you got in NFC West? Pretty, pretty obvious to me. I think Seattle wins it, and they run away with it pretty early. I have them winning. I have them at 12-4, and four, and then Arizona is my next team up at 8-8. Eight and eight. So that's kind of a four-game margin. I think that that's pretty indicative of what we're going to see this year. Seattle is just too good. They, they got that. They – you know, you can say they got better. I know the Chancellor situation, but on offense, they got better. Adding Jimmy Graham makes your offense better. I mean, it's, it's just a fact. The guy's the best tight end in football. Russell Wilson's going to love him. They have the weapons. Everybody's healthy. I really just love Seattle. Arizona, eh, I, I liked him, but then they had that terrible dress rehearsal performance in week three. Don't really believe that everything's clicking, and you got Carson Palmer, time's running out. Just can't really count on them. 
The Rams, I don't love. That's another one of those just average teams. And then the 49ers, I really don't like. I just that that's that they're in Chicago Bears territory for me right now. I know that hurts for you to say, but I just I don't <laughs> like the 49ers. Don't like the head coach. Don't think they have. Obviously, they've they've been dealt some bad cards in the off season, but I think Seattle runs away with this one and definitely a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, like I, I don't know Arizona. I I love Bruce Arians. I, I think he's another top three coach in the league. And the only thing that bothers me with Arizona is that. When when everything ride or dies on Carson Palmer, it's kind of hard for me to like ride with you, you know. Uh, and I'm not knocking Carson Palmer, but he's at the end of his career, and he's just he's above average. I mean, I'm not saying he's terrible, but when your whole year kind of decide is judged on his health, I, I, I got to think about you a certain way. Uh, St. Louis still creeping up, and they have no answer on offense still in my eyes. I think I think Nick Foles gets destroyed. I gets destroyed, and we never see him start after this year. Um, let's go to the AFC East, where I think the best tight end in the NFL plays, and that's Rob Gronkowski. Nobody's happier than Gronkowski. I think the women still is number one in the AS Buffalo to be right on their heels. I think Buffalo's going to have the best defense in the league. I think the Jets are going to be competitive this year as well. I don't think people are – and I, you know what? I'm not falling in love with Miami. I'm just not doing it. I, I don't see anything impressive with Miami that's going to make me pick them to go second or third in this division. The only reason I'm impressed with Miami is I think Tannehill does take another step forward. I don't think Tannehill's as bad as anybody likes to really give him grief for. So, I mean, I, I think that they end up kind of where where they've been ending up, 8-8 eight and eight to 10-6. and 10-6 and six is their absolute max. I think 9-7, and 8-8, eight and eight, some were good. feel the same about the Bills. I think they'll take a step forward, but they're about a year away on offense. The Jets, I just I still can't get behind. Fitzpatrick is probably the better option than Geno Smith, but – that says a lot, so let's just leave that there. I think the Jets' defense is going to be disgusting, though. I mean, you still have a ridiculous front seven, and, 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 and then, you, then, then they got their corners back. You know, so, like, I mean, well, we'll get into the Cleveland game, but I think that's going to be disgusting for Cleveland because I don't know how they match that up. You know, <laughs> when, when, when they play against simplistic offenses, I think the Jets can tear apart anybody. But that's neither here nor there. I still don't see them in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Um, let's go to your division, the AFC North, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Cleveland's an easy bottom feeder. They, 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 they might be the worst team in the NFL. We don't know yet. Uh, I love Pittsburgh this year, though. Really, really love Pittsburgh this year. And, 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 and I know they're dealing with suspensions to start out the season. I know their defense isn't really something, but there's something about the team this year. I just think they're going to peak by midseason. Baltimore, I, I, I think they're a dark horse Super Bowl contender this year. Cincinnati, I'm just tired of the same story as Cincinnati. They, they probably have the best roster in this division, but as long as Marvin Lewis is there, they're never going to win anything. So they pretty much mean nothing to me anymore. I love Pittsburgh. I love Cincinnati, and I love Baltimore. I think that's three teams. That's, just, that's the three top dogs, again, like we saw last year. One of them's getting the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I have one of them's getting a division, and the other two might get the wild card. I mean, I just I think they're that good. Um, I think Pittsburgh is the clear front runner for me. Like you said, the offense could break records this year. Um, the defense, not great, and they've shown that in the preseason, but I think the offense is going to mm-hmm. score enough to get them get them a playoff spot. I don't know about once they get to the playoffs, that's a different story. But for me, they're the clear contender for the division. Uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati kind of put them in the same spot, like both of them. I think the Ravens are going to be good this year. I think the Bengals may take a little bit of a step back, but they'll still contend. And then Cleveland, again, when you, you kind of set that up nicely. I, I don't really love them. I had them in 8-8, eight and eight, but I'm definitely rethinking that and probably going to go closer to the – six-and-ten-ish range. All right, the AFC South. I love Houston, but they're not going to be number one because they're just terrible at the quarterback position. And, and I, 
and let me tell you, I was I, when I wrote my review on Houston. If their linebacker core could just stay healthy, then this defense this, this defense might just be ridiculous. But we all know with Brian Cushing, Davion Clowney, it's not going to happen. I think Vince Wilfork is going to be great there to help out with J.J. Watt. Not that he needs any help, but uh, the Colts are still the team to beat. Even though I don't like the Colts defense, the Colts have Andrew Luck. And Angela proved last year he doesn't really need a defense. <laughs> He's just going to light it up for another 40 touchdown season. I like I like what Tennessee was doing in the draft. I, I don't like Marcus Mariota. I, I, I know you're a Mariota guy. I'm not. I, you know, I, I thought the pick was terrible. You know, I just don't like Marcus Mariota. I could see him getting benched by week nine. And um, for what was that kid's name from Nettenberger, who's pretty yep. much Terry Collins 2.0. And Jacksonville is awful, and it's a shame because I actually like the head coach on Jacksonville. I just don't think they're putting it together right. I think this is this is always one of our fun divisions to talk about because we always have the same Colts <laughs> kind of conundrum where I love the Colts, you don't love the Colts. We lo- I love Marcus Mariota, you don't love Marcus Mariota. We both agree on Gus Bradley. It's just we have the same conversation yeah. about this. So I feel like we could just record this one segment and play it for the rest of the year because that's essentially what we're going to be talking about. But I, I like the Colts. They're a clear front runner. And remember last year we talked about the Titans a lot last year. Yeah. We really did. Reason. It's like oh, this year it's going to be even more fun with Mariota because it's literally the same exact thing, just plus another element. So who would have thought the AFC South? But, um, no, the Colts are the clear favorite. I think everybody else is kind of in the same range. Jacksonville. Houston, Tennessee, 8-8, eight 7-9, eight, something like that. But the Colts, I think, run away with it. And the last one, the AFC West, Denver, Kansas City, Oakland, San Diego. This division's weird for me. I actually don't like Kansas City at all this year, and some people are picking them as like a, uh, a sneaky wild card team. I don't like Kansas City at all this year. And, and I'm an Alex Smith fan. I am an Alex Smith fan. I don't like them at all as a whole. I think, I think them and Oakland are pretty much going to be at the same level, but – but Oakland, Oakland will step up, probably get to six wins this year. Um, San Diego was just average at best, and it's a shame because they're wasting away Philip Rivers' whole career over there. And Denver, Denver I'm not impressed with either, though. I, I, I think Denver's offense is going to be a different look. It's a different Manning. I think we're going to see Demarius Thomas get overpaid this year because he's not going to get those, those, those big throws downfield. Manuel Sanders, I think, I think he may be the guy. I think Denver gets about nine wins, and that's enough for this year. I, I am not impressed by Denver this year, though, Joe, at all. No, I totally agree with everything you said. I don't think anybody gets above ten wins in this division. I think it's going to kind of be a Kansas City, Denver, maybe San Diego sneaking in. With Kansas City, they're kind of like Baltimore to me. They're kind of like the trendy Super Bowl pick right now. It's just that, that trendy mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, I'm going to pick them. I think Kansas City maybe has a shot, but I agree. I, I don't love their deep run mentality. Maybe they get into the playoffs as a – uh, if, if Denver's is not as good as we think they'll be, I think Kansas City's got a shot at the division, but it's not going to be pretty by any means, and I really don't like them any further than the wild card round. So this division's tough. I don't think you're going to see the Super Bowl winner from it just because, like you said, Denver's not the same team. San Diego is just San Diego. Oakland sneakily <laughs> could be decent this year. I, I really don't yeah. hate Oakland, but I don't think they're going to be anywhere near contending. All right, we're going to take a brief break, and me and Joe will give you our picks for week one of the NFL. There we go. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's G.W. Gross, the heartthrob. I'm here to tell you about DraftKings.com. Your season-long fantasy football lineup is locked in and ready for action, but you don't have to wait until week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test starting Sunday at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where you could kick the season off by winning $2 million. 
It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. That's crazy. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want, and turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. Pretty easy. You've never experienced football like this. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to big time. Guys, listen, hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SPREAKER to play for free for a shot at a part of winning $10 million in Sunday's Millionaire Maker event. Enter SPREAKER, that's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, for a free entry now, only at DraftKings.com. Remember, that's DraftKings.com. All right, and we're back to the D. Cilio Sports Hour, a.k.a. the only hour that matters. He's Joe Weidra. I'm the heartthrob, GW Gross, and we can give you our picks for week one of the NFL. Uh, we got to start right at Thursday night, Joe. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers going into New England. New England's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you got? I got New England in this one. I think it's going to be messy. The rain the forecast calls for a lot of rain, so I think we'll go a little more scoring. Definitely taking the under, but I got New England by a field goal. going to be a good game. I just trust that offense too much. I think Tom Brady being back is going to help. Don't love the Pittsburgh defense, so – Great game to start the year off. I got New England by a field goal. I actually got the over on this one at 52 because I, I, I don't like the secondaries on either one of these teams to start the season. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brady's going to come out to prove something, as well as Ben Roethlisberger, who could potentially have an MVP caliber season. Um, you can make an argument, but, but at the end of last year, nobody was playing better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. You know, so, and, and, and remember, they, they don't have um, – they don't have Bryant, but they do have Wheaton out there. I love, I like Marcus Wheaton. I won't, I won't say love, but I like Marcus Wheaton. So I, I like the over in this game. But I think to win, I'm just going to have to give it to the Patriots because they have a lot more to prove on a national on a national grandstand uh, with Tom Brady started. Um, follow that up with this garbage of a game: the Green Bay Packers going into the, to Chicago to play the Bears. Packers right now are seven point favorite. I expect that spread to go up about eight and a half by game time. I don't even want to make a pick in this one, Joe. Yeah, anything that's Green Bay, minus 10, minus 11, I would even take that. I think in the minus 7 is an easy pick for me. I got them by 14 in this one. Still got the under because I don't think that Chicago is going to score a lot. Green Bay, they have a tendency to start out a little shaky, but I think they handily win it. I just don't like the Bears. Like you said, on a national level, not really a game, but i definitely take Green Bay. You know the Bears start their season against Green Bay, Arizona, and Seattle? Like, come on. Good luck. Like, really? Yeah, like, come on, man. If we can get one win out of it, I don't care who we beat out of that. Three. That, I mean, obviously, Arizona's the only team we probably could beat out of that, but whatever. Um, moving on, we got the Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs going into Houston to play the Texans. Um, me and Joe had some things to say about both these teams beforehand. Uh, you know me. I ride with the Texans all the time. I, I love Bill O'Brien, Penn State. <laughs> I love J.J. Watt. I'm going with this team. I'm going with the Houston Texans to beat Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I think the line is even on this game, and that's pretty fitting. I think it's a close one. I think Houston wins by about four points. I have them down. I just make these tentative picks. But I think Houston wins because I think they have the defense. You know, Kansas City always know about their defense. But watch out. Houston's got a pretty good team this year. Like you said, just the quarterback that's holding them back. I think it's going to be a rather low-scoring affair, but it's going to be scrappy. And I think in the end, Houston's best set to win those kind of games. Um, a game I actually love, and I can't wait to wager on. You got the Cleveland Browns going into New York to play the Jets. Jets are a minus three favorite. Um, I, I think the line should have been 
Jets minus five because it, 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 it may make the line go back and forth a little bit. But the Jets should win the game and win it handily. Um, the Browns have no receivers. The Jets have great corners. The Browns are just going to try to run the game against one of the most stout seven-man fronts in football. Offensively, let's not forget what the Jets have. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick is just okay, but they do have a good offensive line. They got Chris Ivory who likes to bang. He's not he's not an East West guy, he's a North South guy, just likes to bang. And now for nothing, I know they're past their prime, but they still got Brandon Marshall and they got Eric Decker who's a great possession receiver. And 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 and, and they have uh, what's his name, Curly back in the slot. I like the Jets to win this one maybe ten to seven or something like that. Something real simple, maybe like thirteen to three to thirteen six. I like the Jets in that one. Yeah, I have 17 to 14 Jets. If you like fireworks, this isn't the game for you, but I think it's going to be a great <laughs> football game. I mean, it really is. I think it's going yeah. to be a great football game because you have two pretty evenly matched teams, but in my opinion, the Jets are the clear favorite. The only reason they don't win it by more is because it's going to be that scrappy type of game. It's not going to be a blowout on any side, but I think the final score probably won't be indicative of what the game was. I think the Jets win maybe only by three or four, but I think they win it handily. And the, the, you know, the, the Browns' defense kept that Browns team in, in games they had no business being in last year, and that's going to yep. be the key again, the Browns' defense. Um, New, oh, New England Colts. Indianapolis Colts going into Buffalo. Colts are a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I got Bills plus two-and-a-half in a win. I, uh, I believe in this team this year. I love Indianapolis, and I think they get their season started off on the wrong foot. I think Buffalo has so much momentum coming into the regular season. you got Rex Ryan. Like you said, top five defense in the league. I believe in Tyrod Taylor. If LaShawn McCoy plays, mm-hmm. I think they win. If he doesn't, I'm changing my pick. But it's going to be a high-scoring game. I definitely have the over 33-30 to 30 Buffalo. I, I can't see McCoy sitting out. I think he's going to force himself on the field. I think his injury isn't even that bad. I, I'm with you. I like the Bills in this one. I think a lot of people are going to ride the Colts from most of, from most of the way because of Andrew, Andrew Luck's got that Peyton Manning kind of touchstone where people are just going to root for him because he's Andrew Luck. You know, and I'm, I'm with you. I'm with the Bills on this one. I think the Bills make it ugly, and they make it really difficult for Andrew Luck week one. Um, over here, we got the Dolphins, another team I like this week, only because they're playing against the Redskins, who are just awful. Joe, the Redskins are terrible. The Redskins are at home. They're a four-point underdog. I think Miami beats them, I would say, maybe, let's say, 22 to 13. That sounds good? 22-13, yeah. yeah. some odd score like that. That's why I got Miami I have- at. I have 28 to 13 written down. Washington definitely doesn't score more than 13. <laughs> Miami minus four is an easy, easy pick for me. I think that, you know, Miami's a better team. They should win this one, and I'd be surprised if they don't win it by even more. Got a great defense. Washington's offense is pretty much, you know, that, that, let's just move on. That doesn't need much saying. Miami wins. I, I, I'm still not in love with Lamar Miller, and I don't know why some people are. I'm Lamar not either. Miller is terrible. Yeah, I think he's terrible. He's one of those guys, I don't understand why he's a starting running back. Like, you get someone off the streets of the Bronx and they'll be a better starting running back than Lamar Miller. Um, <laughs> Carolina Panthers going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is probably the most trashiest game of the week. I, I, got, the, I got the Panthers just because I'm a kid. Fan. Who do you got? I got the Jaguars with the win. I just It's not going to be a great game. I think Blake Bortles gets back on track. I think he has a much better year. I don't hate Jacksonville this year, but I just don't like Carolina. So I think they win – Maybe by a touchdown, 24-17, something like that. Not going to be a good game. Something to look at the box score, watch the highlights, and move on. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't even think people have fantasy football players in that. Oh, matter of fact, I got T.J. Yeldon in two leagues. So, yeah, go T.J. Yeldon. Seattle Seahawks going into St. Louis play the Rams. This is usually a slobber knocker. All these teams don't like each other. The Rams play them really well. 
Um, the Rams are a four-point underdog. I kind of like the Rams at the point because these are usually field goal games or something. So I got the Rams at the point. Yeah, I, I can see why you say that. I just love Seattle too much this year. The team is too good. Jimmy Graham's going to make a big difference. I think it's just – I mean, honestly, I have them by 20 points just because that's how much I believe in wow. Seattle. I don't, I don't love the Rams. I'm not saying, you know, take them by 20 points, but I think for four and a half, I think they win that handily. I don't love the Rams. I think Seattle's gotten a whole lot better. This is their game to lose, and I don't think they do it. I don't know. I, I don't like what Seattle's doing philosophy-wise with their offense. I don't like it. So, whatever. We'll see how, we'll see how that develops. Um, New Orleans Saints going into Arizona to play the Cardinals. This is actually going to be a pretty good game. Arizona's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Ah, man, i, I got to go Arizona because the Saints don't win on the road, right? So I'm going Arizona. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the tough one. I have to win New Orleans by a field goal, but you're right. It's going to be a great game. I mean, you can go either way with this one. One of those coin flip kind of games. Neither team is really attractive in the grand scheme of things, but they're both going to play a close game. So I have New Orleans as the underdog. It's just really quietly going to be one of the better games of the weekend. Uh, Lions going into San Diego. Like, th- th- there's another game where it's pretty much like the battle of the averages. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to do over here. Um, I, I guess I'm going with San Diego just because I hate the Detroit Lions, and that's as simple as my pick is going to be. <laughs> I got another underdog here. I'll take the Lions by like three or four, something like that, only because I'm putting all my chips in the – Lions offense basket this year. So that we'll see how that plays out. I may be looking back on week 17 and wondering why I did that, but I like it. I think they have enough pieces and this game is not, again, not very good, but I like the Lions. Um, oh, to two of our favorite teams. Actually, as bad as this game looks on paper, the Titans versus the Buccaneers, it may be a must-watch game. It's going to be at 4, 425. And and you're gonna have Marcus Mariota versus Jameis Winston. I think I think people want to see this. I think I think even people who are only college football fans and not NFL fans will watch this game because you're watching the two guys they followed all last year. You know me, I'm riding with my boy Jameis, and I know where you're going with it. Good game, two average teams, but I wouldn't feel right if I picked Jameis over Marcus Mariota. So I got the Titans by three. <laughs> I have a feeling you and me are going to split on that one because we split about those two guys all last year. Um, Cincinnati Bengals going into Oakland. Oakland, Oakland plays this division tough. It doesn't matter. I mean, that, I, that obviously, it's not their division. But, that, but, I mean, they play at home. It doesn't matter who they play. The Oakland Raiders, for some reason, I don't know why. I, it, 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 I don't even know if they want to stay in Oakland. I don't even know if this team wants to be there. But for whatever reason, they defend their home turf pretty good. With that being said, Cincinnati will just win this one out with a late touchdown. I see Cincinnati win this one 27-20. Uh, this is my lock of the week. Sleep through it. Cincinnati by 25. Move on. Whoa, whoa you crazy. I don't have faith in Cincinnati <laughs> like that. I, you know what? I kind of had it with Marvin Lewis. I just had it with him. Um, yeah, I can see that. Uh, you're going to like this one. Ravens versus Broncos. Ravens going into Denver as a four-and-a-half-point underdog. I think this spread is way too big. I think the Ravens win this one outright. Um, I, I think the Ravens just win this one outright. It might be 23-20. Whatever it is, I am riding the Ravens heavy in this game. Wow, we're really off this week. We're usually in sync, but, I mean, I'm telling you, this is just not – this isn't a week. i got to be true. I don't know. The Ravens it's week one. It's week one, man. It's week one. It is week one. We'll get into sync of it later. But I like the Broncos. I even like them to cover. I think they win by a touchdown. It'll be a great game, but I think at the end of the day – could be an overtime touchdown, something weird like that. I just think that I like Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas against the Ravens secondary too much to root against them. All right, three more games to go. The night game, oh, 
Giants versus Cowboys. I, I hate when the Giants are on prime time. It like ruins my love for football. I can't stand when the Giants are on a prime time. Giants are a six-point underdog. These teams usually play each other to a field goal kind of game. I just think Dallas just kind of blows them out. I, the Giants' offense is really coming to the season overrated because I've never seen an explosive offense with a terrible offensive line, and that's what the Giants have right now. Cowboys are pushing them around. Cowboys win this one, I would say, maybe 33-17. Yeah, I got 34-24. I think Dallas covers. Should be a pretty easy win, a good start to their season. I don't really believe in the Giants, so I think Dallas has got this one. Yeah, we got extra time, so we're going at 90-second, lady. Um, <laughs> Monday Night Football doubleheader. I actually love when they do this, and I am a grouch Tuesday morning when I get up for work because I'm up to, like, 1.30 in the morning watching football. But you've got the Eagles at 7 o'clock going into Atlanta. Uh, I want to pick Atlanta, but I can't. I love Matt Ryan. You know, I, I want to see this, this soccer team start off on the right foot. But I've got to go Eagles over here just because they have a very opportunistic defense. Um, and as you said, I think Chip Kelly's kind of put the pieces together to get who he wants in place. I, I love the two young receivers that, that the Eagles got and Aguilar and Matthews. Um, I, I think the Eagles win this one maybe by 13 points, maybe 14. I'm an Eagles believer. I put it on paper 41-17. to 17. I know it's far-fetched. I just don't really like the Falcons, and I really like the Eagles this year. I'm, I'm buying in. I'm that guy. I'm buying into Chip Kelly, buying into the fact that Sam Bradford has – probably more weapons than anybody in the league. I mean, you can even – people undervalue Zach Ertz. They undervalue Darren Sproles. Yeah. They undervalue Ryan Matthews. He's got some really good weapons, and that doesn't even begin to touch the wide receivers. So I'm all over Philly. I think they, they this one's a really quick blowout. Yeah, and, and, and Chip Kelly even admitted that he, did, he, did, he admittedly didn't use Darren Sproles correctly, and he wants to implement him more in the passing game. So that's, that's a good thing for this team. Last game, Minnesota Vikings against San Francisco 49ers. I love this game because it's one, it's, it's two teams going in two totally different directions. 49ers yep. are on the obvious downward spiral. Minnesota Vikings got everything going for them with youth, the coaching, and everything going their way. San Francisco is only a two-and-a-half point underdog, and I think that's because it's a late start on the West Coast. I really think that's the only reason why, because it's a 10-20 kickoff and it's on the West Coast. But this is the first game of the season. I think Adrian Peterson's going to attack this defense like a wild man. You know, Adrian Peterson's going to protect Bridgewater's maturity so much this year. It's only going to make Bridgewater better down the road. I love the fight in this one. I think there's a lot of scoring that goes on in this game, so it's going to be fun. If anybody can stay up for it, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun because I think Minnesota <laughs> scores a lot. And I also think San Francisco scores a lot, too. I'm not, I'm not so sold on Minnesota's defense, and San Francisco's offense isn't terrible. I love Carlos Hyde. I think Kaepernick gets some things done. So this is kind of like that 37-30, 37-31 kind of range, but I think Minnesota wins it. Yeah, you know me. I'm not a Kaepernick guy. Oh, well, one last thing i got to say about the Oakland Raiders. I am predicting Roy Hulu to be the starting running back by week four. I am not a believer in Latavius Murray whatsoever. Roy Hulu will be starting for the Oakland Raiders by week four. Not a bad prediction. I'm not a big Latavius Murray fan either. I've even watched a lot of the tape. I get that he's a big back and everything, but he just doesn't – he hasn't sold me yet. I know he's that – I love it. There's the word trendy again, but he's a trendy fantasy football play. I don't really like yeah, it don't at like all. Him. I actually took Roy Hallou, um late in a couple of drafts, Roy Hallou I took. You know, because I just – I have that much. Because Roy Hallou has always been good. He's just been on Washington, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what yep. are you going to do? He's just been on Washington. And, and, and last year he looked a lot better now, of course. 
So I don't know. Um, all right, Joe, who do you got going to the to the AFC from the AFC from the NFC? Who do you have in the Super Bowl ultimately? Well, I'm not. You're not going to like my AFC Championship game. I got the Colts and the Bengals, and that's probably going to make you vomit oh, a little bit. But that's just, those oh. are just my teams this year. I love the Colts. I, I just I don't know. I'm buying into the offense. It's early. I know that's probably not going to be whatever. But I was on a time crunch, wow. so Colts Bengals. Um, NFC Seahawks Eagles. I, again, I buy into the Eagles, but I think at the end of the day, Colts Seahawks is my Super Bowl pick. You're just going to love that, right? And uh, th- those guys and Russell Wilson, I know that's like your dream Super Bowl. But um, Colt Seahawks. Yeah, that would be I'm, terrible. I'm not going to make a prediction on it, but Colt Seahawks. Um, out of, in the AFC, I definitely have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Actually, actually the AFC I, I, is as boring as it sounds. I think I might have what we're going to see Thursday night, and that's Pittsburgh and New England, even though I wouldn't be surprised to see it be Pittsburgh and Baltimore in the AFC Championship game. Um, from the NFC, which, which, which can't make you happy out the AFC if it's New England or, no, or Steelers. No, you're, and, you're, you're going downhill quick. <laughs> and then in the NFC, I like Dallas Cowboys and nobody else. I like Dallas Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl, play Pittsburgh, and ultimately, I think Dallas wins the Super Bowl this year. That's my pick this year, Dallas Cowboys. I'm hoping for Jerry Jones to look really drunk on the Super Bowl Sunday. That would be hilarious. So I'm waiting for that. I tell you what, I really don't think we could hate each other's Super Bowl picks even more. I think we literally picked the, the, the matchup that each of us just absolutely hates and just threw it out on the table. I mean, I know you don't like, I know you don't like uh, Colts Seahawks, but you didn't have to do that to me. I mean, Cowboys, that's like, oh man, gee, I don't even know if I want to come back on this show next week. You will be back next week because you love me, and you will be back next week. Uh, and I, I want to thank you for coming up this week. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, Joe. I appreciate it, G. A lot of fun as always. Looking forward to it. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Weidra, J-O-E-W-E-D-R-A. Is that cool yet? Spelling out my handle. Is that cool yet, G? I mean, is that like uh, – you know nah, it so yeah, well. Yeah. No, nah, you don't really have a rhythm to your name. It's like – because your name is well, Joe. You, know, you, know, you can like, follow me on Twitter at Joe Weidra, NFLMax.com. Still doing good stuff over there. You know, it's 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 going to be fun, G. Even though I don't like your Super Bowl pick, I love the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, appreciate it. Looking forward to another year. And – uh Enjoy this weekend. I'm sure we'll be talking. Definitely, Joe. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and the dot-com website, G-Steelio, G-E-E-S-E-E-L-I-O. That's it, y'all. We out of here. See you next week. Bear with us. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.